Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. We are with Somra Anraika. She is a five-time ET walk-in, and she's here to share an Ascended Master's ET perspective on the soul, why the soul comes here to this planet. Somra, welcome back. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Loren. It's great to be here. We're going to share some fun stuff today. Yes. All right. You're going to share more on your ET walk-in experience and your spiritual awakening, but you're also going to use channeled sound and energetics and help us with some limiting beliefs. And we're going to talk about that because what's interesting is these limiting beliefs all go back to what happens in the child mind. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So first of all, let me kind of put a perspective uh, from the ET Ascended Master perspective of why yes. we're here, why yes. we're here, okay? Because that's the real self. And so one, uh, there's many ways we could describe it, but how my collective, we talk about it in terms of your soul is studying consciousness, consciousness with a capital C, like everything is consciousness, source is consciousness. And it's studying through very minute experiences in detail, the levels, the experience of consciousness, how it works, what it, uh, what evolution, how things evolve. And I'll talk a little bit more about that later, but um, it's studying how source love manifests in form and through different, uh, through a polaric context, because it is absolute truth that all is infinite love. And so as things move through the different processes of consciousness as an individuation, as well as a collective, it's soul is studying the choices the, that, that the individuated consciousness makes based on various convolutions and distortions that get set up early on in life and what that manifests and cause and effect, basically the principle of cause and effect, what's in consciousness manifests. So it's looking for all of that, as well as to demonstrate infinite love through that form ultimately. And that's kind of where we're heading. That's a part of awakening and ascension is embodying and expressing more and more source love, as well as seeing love behind everything that's happening, no matter how crazy or distorted it appears. So that's one way of describing it, but a key point I want to make, and we're gonna elaborate on this as, as we continue, is that you are a puzzle. You, the human, are a puzzle that you, the soul, is solving. That is what you're here for in, in that particular context. You're not a problem. You're a puzzle. Your issues are not problems. They're puzzles that you, your, your grand soul self, is solving. Okay. And that's very essential because when we see things as problems, then we have to interact with them as problems. And they, they, we heap a lot of stuff on that from the past about problems and how hard it all is. And we bog ourselves down unnecessarily. When you see yourself as a puzzle, it's more of an adventure. Okay. 
And with a puzzle, I'm speaking like a crossword puzzle, okay? A crossword puzzle has blocks where you fill in uh, the different blocks and there's pieces missing, okay? There's pieces missing in the puzzle on purpose. And so the soul is working with, if you're talking about a crossword puzzle analogy, there's a question and then you, there's, a, there's a consciousness process you go through to then come to the realization of what the answer is. You fill it in and it all fits. Yay, okay? So that solved that level of the puzzle. So as it continues to evolve, more and more fills in and then you know your whole puzzle solved and boom, you ascend. It's fantastic, okay? <laughs> But keeping in that space, it, it helps your energy to be more optimistic, to feel more empowered, to realize you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be in this process of solving this puzzle if you weren't capable, okay? Now, matter how complex your puzzle is, and believe me, many of us are carrying very complex puzzles. Okay, follow me so far. <laughs> oh, yes, it's perfect, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so your beliefs, your illusions, your fears, your issues, they're all part of the puzzle. They're not an accident, they're not a problem, okay? There are clues, all right, that lead to the puzzle pieces you need as you're putting your own unique puzzle together. And one point I really wanna make about that too is your own unique puzzle. No two people, no two consciousness are, are alike, okay? So I see a lot of people comparing themselves to others in terms of their spiritual evolution. Well, that person's further along than me or this or that. And they really, it just adds to the self-judgment issues you already are carrying. It just bogs you down. The truth is there is no comparison whatsoever. It doesn't matter your age, doesn't matter uh, you know, what all the things are you're dealing with. If you really understood what all you're carrying, in your unconscious, we're going to get more into the unconscious today. If you really understood, you would be in nothing but awe of yourself and how you have been able to carry all of this and function. Okay. Even if you feel like you don't function very well, you're still functioning. Okay. If you're on this call, you're functioning. All right. You would be in awe of yourself. And so I'm going to help shed some light on some of these puzzle pieces today and the understanding of the unconscious and what you are carrying. I'm just going to touch upon it. You know, there's no way I could go into the depth of it, but it all starts in childhood. So you want me to get into that now, Lauren? Yes, <clears throat> because that is so deep. And what I'd like to say is it's not just our childhood in this life, but it's the past lives. We can say, oh, it's a past life. I'm bringing that energy from a past life or that belief system from a past life. But you want to make something very clear. Yes, yes. Okay. So on my background is in energy psychology um, and as well as uh, energy psychology includes um, the understanding of incorporating psychology with um, modern techniques like, uh, you know, oriental medicine and things like that. That's where EFT is born out of working with acupressure points, specific points while talking about what you're dealing with emotionally or the, the issue, the belief, whatever. And there's a certain way that you can unravel all of that. So 
I have a deep understanding of psychology, not only from education, but also I'm not a psychologist, but I have a lot of my training and my continuing ed for my certifications and licensures is uh, in brain development, you know, brain, brain research and that sort of thing, which I like. It's not all about the brain. You know, science wants to make it all about the brain, but I love seeing what they're discovering in science. Thought I got to turn off my my notifications because they are noisy. Um, what they're discovering in science and, and comparing it to what I experience in consciousness. So I'm of course very intuitive. You know, I've got various levels and degrees, uh, internal experiences of clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, claircognizance, clairempathy, all that kind of stuff. And working with putting that together with the research, it's like, wow, the pieces are coming together. And it's so exciting to see that science is catching up to uh, spirituality. Okay. So um, all of that is super relevant. And I'm not seeing much talk about this in the spiritual circles. There's the therapy circles and the spiritual circles. And uh, a part of my uh, purpose is bringing those together and helping people understand what's really going on in your consciousness and what you can do about it. You know, there's the mainstream consciousness, but you're not separate from those issues, no matter how spiritually evolved you are you are still influenced by unconscious things in your childhood, okay? And so- No matter this life or a past this life. This life or the past lives, right, okay. So a lot of people, yeah, they'll say, you know, this happened to me in a past life and I carried it over this pattern, um, you know, and I was, I was killed or whatever it was. All of that's relevant. And what you believed at death is big time relevant. I've done a lot in my energy work back when I was doing a lot of hands-on energy work. I, I removed so many war weapons and things like that that were actually in people's field where they, their, their bodies where they died uh, on a battlefield or something like that. And it wasn't about that that was causing their back pain or whatever, because there were definitely swords and knives, right? You know, in those points in their back where they were experiencing pain but it's about what you believed upon death. And so often in those situations, it's like, it, you know, usually you're a man and you made this promise to your wife and children that you were gonna return and you didn't and you died. I saw this so many times. And so you carry, as you're leaving your body and looking down as you died, you're, it's like all this guilt you did, that you, did, you, know, you couldn't return to your family and you carry that guilt in this lifetime. That's one simple example. Now, now getting to the childhood part, okay, you wouldn't have taken, you wouldn't have felt that tremendous guilt had you not, if we look back in the childhood of that lifetime, been told and taught and take, taken on certain beliefs that you're responsible for others, okay, or you must keep your promises, okay. Now you die and you can't keep that promise. So you're in conflict and you carry that on to other lives. Okay. The issue is not that you died and you couldn't return to your family. The issue is the original belief and misunderstanding that you can't keep promises. We can't guarantee how life goes, which by the way, I have a whole teaching about promises. I would say I never, I haven't made a promise since 1989 <laughs> because reality, you know, you can't guarantee what's going to happen. Don't make promises because now you obligate yourself to something. <laughs> this is very egoic. It's an ego entanglement you set yourself up for. If you are more organic with life and it's like, 
Well, it, you know, that feels right for me. I'll do, you know, if that, is that, if that's in alignment with where I'm at at that time, I'll be happy to do that for you or whatever, you know, it's honoring everyone involved. Yeah, that sense? it does. I wanted to share that I have a friend, a yogini friend, and she would, she, when she took her wedding vows, she said, I will love you for as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And I, following I, this premise. Yeah. Um, I, I told the story about, uh, my meeting one of my twins and, you know, we got married and in our wedding vows, we said for, for as long as it enriches our lives. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 You know, and that's just honoring the, the evolution and the truth of things. You cannot guarantee what's going to happen in the future. You don't know all of yourself yet. You don't know all what's to evolve. Okay. So that's just my little tidbit on that. But looking back at, at childhood development, okay, I really want to help folks understand more what's going on there because a lot of people are hard on themselves about things that happen in childhood. Like I should have fought back or I should have. Yeah. yeah okay. So We're so vulnerable and we can look back at our lives and see how that those moments programmed everything to this very moment. So yes. the child mind development, yes. Okay, yes. So in, um, now they do sort of understand this in science, not so much from a spiritual perspective, but they do understand at this point that uh, at least in, in the more progressive circles that the consciousness of a child does not, uh, it's basically bubbles, okay? From zero to six or seven years old is basically consciousness bubbles. It's not coagulated into an identity yet. So it's like mom behaves this, when mom behaves this way, I have to respond that way. And that formulates kind of a, a pattern. And then if it happens a lot, whether it's when mom is angry, I have to do this to appease her. Uh, or when mom is kind, then I can relax and be this way. It, it's, it's all just kind of floating around and then uh, if it happens a lot or frequently, it begins to coagulate into uh, a belief and ultimately an identity. Okay, Parti particularly if it's a, if it's happens a lot and it's intense. Okay, it becomes an identity, and that's basically a false identity. That's not a real a real identity that you formulate. Now I have to become a people pleaser, you know, because it, it particularly if you had a parent who blamed you for their feelings. Okay. This is a whole big teaching as well. Um, anybody who blames you for your feelings, folks, nobody upsets you and you have never upset anyone else. Okay. That's not how consciousness works. Emotions are a choice and that that choice is the responsibility of the person feeling the feelings. Okay. And this is a whole big thing. Some of you, it might be a new concept. So before you go, oh my God, no, they hurt my feelings. Okay. Just, just take it in. Just, you're invited to consider it. Okay. No one's ever hurt you. All right. Hurt your feelings. They may have hit you and it hurt Ow, but they didn't hurt you. Okay. You are the creator of your reality. If you want to take command of your reality, you got to start owning your part in the co-creation even as a child when you didn't understand, because bear in mind, that's a part of the puzzle. It's a part of the setup in the puzzle, okay? So in childhood, you're all these thought bubbles and, and that aren't really coagulated. By around seven years old, they begin to coagulate into an identity, a core identity, but also you have sub-identities based on how different people treated you in the environment and how you 
felt that you had to respond for survival or to get along in the household, okay? Those have to be healed and resolved later, but you're usually not capable yet as a child. You're just trying to get by. Okay, and also zero to seven, you're in a theta brainwave state, okay? Theta brainwave is, is a, a slower brainwave state that is a hypnagogic state. Basically, that means anything that is said or done to you, you are hit, you're in a hypnotic state and you take it right in. You have no filters. You, you, the, you have no filters. You cannot prevent it, okay? And again, that's a part of the setup for the puzzle that you're solving later in life, okay, and in later lifetimes. So it, it seems horrible, you know, because we're just little kids and we can't do anything and all this stuff's happening. Absolutely. I have a massive amount of trauma in my history that I have resolved. I'm not speaking from some floaty cloud space or some book knowledge. I'm speaking from real life experience that I have transformed. I've dug deep and risen high and transformed. And so that's kind of what I'm bringing forth to you. And I'm emanating energetically and my team is energe energetically emanating to you guys right now while you're listening and, and hopefully we'll help turn on some lights for you. So that's kind of the part of the child develop. Now understand too, that um, your brain neurons, okay? So those are the nerves in your brain that are developing tracks in your brain very quickly. The brain to me is a physical manifestation of consciousness, okay? So it's not, um, it's not all about the brain. The brain is following consciousness. Consciousness is your field, okay? So I perceive all this in your field. So when you're working with me, so the, when the, ner the neurons are developing, I got, I did some math, uh, and, and I really want to put this in perspective. Okay. So from zero, so zero to three years old, basically you're developing trillions of neurons. And these are pathways that, that basically are like, okay, here's how you do that. Here's how you hold a cup. You know, here's how you, you hold a fork. Here's how you do this. Here's how you do that. All of that's fine for basic function, but when you're given a lot of misinformation and confusion and your own uh, parental and older siblings uh, stuff is projected onto you, you're, now your brain is getting wired in alignment with all of those distortions, okay? This is setting up your puzzle to be solved later. So uh, just to give you a sense of perspective, from zero to three years old, you're... Uh, let's see, your neurons are developing, uh, you're developing nine, 94 million, 672,800. Okay. Those are seconds. So those are how many seconds are in three years of life. All right. 94, over 94 million seconds. And in those time periods, any instant of experience can be frozen in time. Okay. And actually be compartmentalize. And I'll talk about that in a second. But in terms of your neurons developing, you are from zero to three years old, you're developing 10, over 10 million neurological tracks per second, per second. Okay. So everything, this is crucial. Everything that happens during that time period, that includes birth. And it actually includes during your time in the womb as well you're developing all these neurons that are telling you how to interact in your environment, how safe it is or not. Okay. How, you know, your, your ego is a mechanism that is, it's just a mechanism designed for survival. It's an interface between your spirit and your body. 
and it's absolutely necessary. It's not the problem. It is what's programmed into it. It's the misunderstandings and misassumptions that go into the database, just like a computer. That's where the issues lie, okay? So developing a positive relationship with your ego is very important. But uh, uh, just making that clear, it's the issues that go in. Okay, so those are happening every single second of your childhood. And people tell me, you know, well, I don't remember that time period. Well, that usually means something significant and unpleasant happened. That's why you don't remember it, okay? The big stuff, especially like big traumas, what we call big T traumas, like abuse, major neglect, uh, major abandonment, things like that, okay? You don't, particularly the, the intensity focused events, neglect is often something over time, abandonment is something over time, usually, but like trauma abuse, sexual abuse, physical abuse, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, uh, those are going to be frozen in time and blocked out of your memory because your psyche has to keep continuing, okay? And that's, I won't take the time to get into what all happens in your brain, but basically there's a, a, a gland in your brain responsible for memory that gets flooded with cortisol, the, the chemical cortisol that actually stunts your memory in that moment because you're wired for fight or flight in the wild. And so when a, when a what we call a trauma, okay, is basically like a tiger is, is, is chasing you, okay, in the wild, your biology is going, you know, okay, run or fight, okay? So all of your systems have to be, all of your power, attention, your blood flow, everything has to go to fight or flight. So it leaves your memory centers, if you wanna put it that way. It's not, it can't devote attention to that. I can't devote energy to that. It's all about survival. Works great in the wild, in, in a quote, civilized psychological society, very convoluted, sets up a whole lot of, of bizarre distortions and patterns, which are a part of your puzzle that your soul is going to be solving as you evolve. Okay, follow me? <laughs> yes, and it just makes me look at Oh my gosh, I wish I could reparent my son again. It's okay, but now I see the importance of everything. And then, wow, it looks like we are really, you know, we're choosing some wild puzzles to solve. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and like I said, we wouldn't be doing it if we weren't capable. We're masterful souls. And even if you're a baby soul or a young soul, um, you know, it, it's like you don't have all of your understanding yet about incarnating and, and, the, and the complexity of consciousness, but you're still masterful at your level. You're still a grand being of divine light love. So no matter where you are in your soul evolution, you're still, uh, you know, an extraordinary being on this journey setting things up for, you know, whatever you're trying to solve in your unique puzzle, okay, that you chose. And it's all about your own experience. Again, it's not about anybody else's. We're here together in this polaric illusion to share the journey, okay? We're playing roles in each other's stories and, and it all fits together. And that's part of the divine perfection. When you rise high enough, when you're aware enough, you can see the divine perfection, even if it's not, a, a, your brain can't comprehend it. Your mind can't comprehend it, but your heart can. And it makes it all much easier and not look like this big, massive, chaotic problem the earth is, <laughs> okay? <laughs> you know, as we know, a dismantling is happening. A dismantling is happening of a bunch of misunderstandings and convolutions. So I'm gonna do a little screen share here because I love pictures.
So let me see if I can show. Okay. So this is, this is one example. This is of what I perceive. Okay. Uh, I, I just found this clip art, so it's not exactly how it is. But so this is a representation of brain neurons. Brain neurons directly correlate with what's in your field, okay? It's a series of networks. Your beliefs are a series of networks and pathways. And the more convolutions you have, the more jumbled it is or crystallized it has. So, so if you have uh, beliefs that are really concretized, like you were repeatedly abused, okay? And then you, you have concretized beliefs around that, like I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, my feelings don't matter, um, yeah. I'm worthless. What, whatever has evolved out of that, of course, that's gonna affect your ability to manifest abundance and various things, okay? The outer world, what's manifesting in your outer world is part of your clues as to what's going on in your inner world, okay? Your life is talking to you constantly. So this image I thought was fairly close. So I perceive all of this stuff in people's aura. It's actually way more complex than this, but this is uh, a great representation of like neural pathways right here. And these are nodes, these are connector points where, you know, synapses are happening and pathways. And so nothing's really stored in your brain. It's actually stored in your field, okay? And science knows this now, your brain doesn't really store memory it can be accessed and you can actually feel yourself making connections in your brain, but it's actually happening in your field. So like when I'm working with people, I'm perceiving their field and I can also perceive what's happening in the brain, but it's way more important what's going on in the field. And so as they're making the shifts and the connections, my goal as facilitator is helping people make those connections and reroute around the false beliefs and misunderstandings, which we'll get into because misunderstandings is key to help you connect. So say like this right here, this node is, represents a belief that, you know, you're not good enough. You're, you're not good enough for whatever, for success, for love, whatever. So mm -hmm. I might be talking with the client, say right here, this is where their consciousness is, their conscious awareness is at about the problem. And so I'm going to help them connect with this dot over here that bypasses this belief. Okay. And we'll be doing some channel sound today, which does something very similar. It bypasses that connects you right to the core or the source of the problem or closer to it anyway. And as that pattern releases, whether I'm using EFT, emotional freedom techniques, sound, uh, my other techniques, the whole pattern begins to collapse and collapse very quickly. You don't have to go into every single node which is good news or every single memory, or every single belief, because a lot of them see they're all connected. When this one collapses, this pattern is going to start to collapse and then this pattern is going to start to collapse. Okay. And you, but it can't happen all at once because it's too much. You're identified a certain way with yourself. Okay. And if we were trying to collapse all your patterns at once, you would absolutely, you would be, have to be sent to a psych ward probably. Because it's you're so used to this is my reality and this is who I am, even if it's a bunch of false stuff. So it has to happen in a progressive matter manner. And I'm tuning into your soul that's also guiding me in the process and guiding you in the process. I'm helping you connect with your soul. It knows the right order of things, okay? Not our heads, okay? And it's a beautiful unfoldment when you really start to understand and approach it with self-love and acceptance rather than, God, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have this problem. I shouldn't feel this fear. 
you know, or I just, I get so angry when I see what's going on in the world and I, I shouldn't feel this way, but you do. So just accept that you do. And now you can do something with that. Stop fighting it. Yes, no, that's key actually right now. Cause we hear that a lot, you know, light workers were like, what, what's going on? You've got to be kidding me. But your take on it is accept that. It's something within us then, right? It's something within us that we have to go inward to find, to discover yeah. what that is if we're triggered by something outside of us. Absolutely. There's and a lot of your, stuff going on. <laughs> you know, and that's your clue, okay? That, that's your clue. If you are reacting, that's your clue that you're believing something that's not true, if you're reacting negatively, okay? Mm. And now, bear in mind, there's, there's what we call justified anger and, and unjustified anger. Justified anger, you know, uh, uh, remember, truth is true at various levels and dimensions. And at the human level, it is not okay to abuse a child. It is not okay to do anything. So let me be very, very clear about that. It's not okay to go out and start killing people, all right? And now, at a higher level, it is, quote, okay, because there's a bigger picture going on and those souls are learning and studying consciousness and discovering things through that process. You can't die unless your soul agrees. It's just a fact. Your soul's in charge. You can't die. And many people have tried to kill themselves and they can't, you know, well, lots of amazing stories about that. Somebody I even heard about who injected, injected themselves with brake fluid and all they did was burp. And they were, and they got through it. Yeah. I mean, they were not, they're just, the soul's not ready to go. Okay. And they had a spiritual learning through all of that. So when you're reacting, the key, that's, that's your clue. Oh, okay. There's something inside. This resonates with something inside of me. So let's say you're somebody who, um, it really, you really feel upset about children being harmed. Okay. Uh, and what, what you're seeing in the world, like, oh, like the whole thing at the border, you know, the stuff going with the border and the children being allowed to cross and, you know, we know horrible stuff's happening to them and that sort of thing. Okay. Whatever it brings up for you, process that it relates to something in your childhood and probably past lives, your childhood and past lives. Okay. And you don't have to necessarily remember it all. You just need to feel the feelings. See, here's where people get tripped up. They avoid their emotions and they go reach for addictions or distractions and things like that. No, if you're on this spiritual awakening journey, that's, get excited about those things. It's uncomfortable as heck, but get, get excited about them. It's like, okay, what is this? Okay, I'm, I'm freaking out now. I'm panicking, you know, okay, we use techniques like EOT or things like that. If you don't know, start learning about techniques to process things through emotions. So process that through and then you're free and you want to get to that place of neutrality. And ultimately what we call divine neutrality, where you're in a state of peace, no matter what you're observing. Okay. That doesn't mean you're agreeing with it. That doesn't mean you're okay with it. It's just you personally you really, really can be at peace no matter what's going on, what other souls are choosing, what other grand, magnificent souls who are behind those eyes, okay? And believe me, I have to walk through it too. All of us who are empathic and compassionate, you know, we have to walk through it. There's a big difference between sympathy and compassion, okay? Huge difference. Sympathy is feeling sorry for or pity. And your mind might not think that that's what you're doing, but if you're feeling bad about it, sad about it, that's sympathy. That's not compassion. Compassion is a higher level state of being 
I often call it divine compassion or detached compassion, where you can witness, you can observe. And if you are your heart, your soul, I don't, when I say heart, I don't mean you're wounding. Okay. If your, your inner being says, I'm meant to participate in helping or assisting that being, and you're at peace with that, that's, that's compassion. If you're leaping out of your center to try to help that person, or you're just feeling bad because you feel powerless, that's your issues that need resolving. That's not helping the situation. You're, you're now emphasizing that it's a negative thing that's happening and you're, 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 you're participating in exaggerating that energy as opposed to, Hmm, that soul's choosing a really difficult situation right now. Believe me, it's a masterful state of being to be in, to get to that place. And, and it, it, you know, I'm not there all the time. We have to work on those things. If we want our mastery, if we want our spiritual awakening and ascension. Yes, it is a masterful place to be and such a beautiful reminder of, of the goal, because I know that, you know, so many, I get emails from people who are sad about the dolphins or uh, yeah. what's happening to the environment and all of this. But again, that is, these are triggers to go within, to go within and the techniques that you use, you use sound. And I just want to share that sound has helped me tremendously as well, move through emotions and actually lift the vibration, you know, in my, and, and, and I've never gotten to the bottom of it. For example, if I see fracking in every time I go out to the airport, there's new fracking pads and all of it, and it makes my heart heavy. But what you're saying is don't take the sympathetic approach be compassionate for earth, but yet go within or use tools to help us move that vibration. I still don't know why I feel so, I don't know how it's my issue for fracking. I've never been able to get to that. But what I do know is if I move the energy out with toning, I feel a lot better. And then it helps me take action, like writing a letter to the editor or something, or maybe not doing certain things. I actually can be at peace with it. So it's very interesting. I will, I witnessed myself in a reaction to something. And then I realized once I was peace that actually it was, they were capping and abandoning a well, it wasn't a new drill. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how that's connected, but this is what we're talking about. We have to be in that divine neutrality. And if we can be at peace with that within ourself, the outer reality may shift. Absolutely. And it does all the time because remember we're in a hologram, it's in, and you're in your own hologram in a bigger hologram. So it's changing constantly based on what you are projecting. And so, so many times people make assumptions and they see, oh, it's the, the worst thing ever. And they're not seeing clearly this is a blind spot okay this is one of the those causes of blind spots because of your unresolved emotion around it and so you're not seeing the situation clearly or you're just looking at a very uh rudimentary surface level and not understanding the bigger picture and so when you clear this stuff you're much more effective to the situation when you're reactive you're far less yes that's it Okay, you just said it right there when you clear this stuff and we're doing a bunch of clearing, a bunch of clearing. It's so intense right now. And you said you're still doing it. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Till, till, till the body is ascended, you know, there's something to work on, something to refine, something to resolve. And, and you get excited about your freakouts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to get part. Well, okay. Well, I, I feel it... better because earlier yes. this week, I, I kind of went into a little pity party, um, remembering something with my mom. And it's very interesting that, you know, we can feel ourselves get depressed. Again, this is our control over the situation. You know, we can sink into depression, but we really have to be responsible for that emotion, not just letting it overrun us or not avoiding it. Right. Not avoiding it is key. Letting yourself feel it. I, I say take care of it as, as, as soon as possible. If like I tell people, my clients, you're in public, go to a, go to a restroom, go to your car, wherever you can, as quickly as possible, start tapping or deep mm. breathing or a combination. Uh, I have other tools. Screaming. <laughs> no. What's that? I mean, maybe if we have to scream to get it out. Yes, absolutely. But then, but then do the tapping. <laughs> you can scream and tap, you know, whatever you got to do, but it's got to come out of you. Okay. And it's not hurting the universe. All right. It's not, you're spewing negative negativity okay. into the world. The it's the opposite is true. If you're holding it, you're uh, actually causing more co conflicting energies in the earth plane and in humanity. It's meant to be released. And as you do, like I, I tell people, it turns into sparkles. It re it's what I call recycles back into the universe. It's the quanta, the, the quanta that makes up the quantum field, the tiny, tiny, tiny particles. It recycles to be used what I call for something useful. Not that it wasn't before, but now something more pleasant. It can't do that as long as you're holding all this stuff in. Okay. It's not meant to be held in. Mm -hmm. And a key thing about fracking I want to mention, and this relates to a whole lot of stuff that's going on with people reacting. Mm -hmm. And that is you feel powerless. You mentioned the yes. word. Okay. So that's it. Oh my God. You just nailed it. Yep. So you got to go into that feeling of powerless. And if you were, if we were in a session, I would lead you back. Okay. You know, to earlier in your life and childhood where you felt powerless, we would clear those layers because what you're feeling now is actually that it's a wow. vibrational connection and, and actually wow. EFT and other tools can help you reconnect the dots and actually remember things you don't remember. A lot of people are afraid of that, but I say, you know, remembering can't harm you. It's, it's the suppression that's actually harming you. If the events already happened. So even if it's really significant, remembering can't harm you, but you do need tools and help and support available so that your psyche knows, okay, I can handle this intensity because it will be intense if it's particularly if it's significant trauma or injury or, you know, something that was very fearful. Now, the thing about fracking too, uh, another piece for you, Loren, and anybody listening or anything along these lines is violation. You feel like it's a violation to earth. Yes. And that's because you, your child self has been violated. And there's a broad spectrum of that. All children are violated. You know, going to the doctor is emotionally violating. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you have sexual abuse in your history and, and so many light workers and starseeds do and don't know it. In fact, most do. Okay. And even just a small thing is huge to the psyche. All right. Mm -hmm. And that's something I specialize in is help people uncover that sort of thing and process it through and reclaim your power because we give our power away in that situation. We dissociate. We need those pieces back. They're actually still floating out there. We need them back to be powerful and effective now. 
And if you're avoiding, if you're afraid of anything in your history that you don't remember right now, anybody listening, that's an indication there's something there you need to claim. You know, if you're, if you're like, no, I don't have any, so many people say I have no abuse in my history. And I'm like, okay, we'll see. <laughs> Cause I feel it. I see it in their field, you know? You and, see and, it. What does it look like? I mean, well, a perceive should be, is a more accurate word because it's a feeling, it. it's a feeling, hearing, sensing, and sometimes it's a, it's an actual visual. I see the memory. I see the event. Cause of how they're radiating. Yes. It's, see, all of them are floating around in your field all the time and they're yeah. orbiting actually. So some are fixed in certain places, but many are orbiting. So as you're going through your life and then you get what's called triggered. Okay. So you see something on the news, something happens with a friend, somebody criticizes you, something happens at work, whatever it is. And now you're feeling an emotional charge. Okay. That part is coming into, into phase It's coming into front. All right. If you think of it like planets orbiting around. And so that little ball of stuff, there's trauma in there. There's emotional distress in there. There's unresolved stuff. The current event is simply vibrationally, vibrationally bringing it forward. Okay. Now you can do something with it. What a lot of people do, like I said, is they'll, they'll distract themselves or they'll, they'll reach for an addiction or avoidance, something they'll call a friend, they'll do whatever to get their mind off of it. And it rotates back around. It's going to come back around again, folks. So the sooner you deal with it, the better, the easier it is, because often when it comes back around, now it's built more momentum. It's built more beliefs around it. Because see these misunderstandings, misassumptions, beliefs that are formed in childhood, they're, your, your psyche is basically formulating them to understand this environment so that it knows how to survive in its environment. This is biological, okay? In the wild, it works great. In a convoluted, twisted, psychological society, it's, it doesn't work very great. Okay. It becomes complicated. So your ego, the mechanism is trying to understand how to survive. So it makes these conclusions. Okay. So I must keep quiet in order to be safe because if I say anything, people lash out at me. Okay. That may have happened once, but that leaves a mark in your DNA coding and it leaves a mark in your conscious field. If it happens again, oh, okay. It must be true. If it happens again, oh, it's definitely true. Okay. Now you have a belief. Okay. That's now a solidifying belief. All of it's misunderstanding. Okay. But this is what your psyche is doing for protection. And if it happens a lot, even way, way more then it becomes an identity, a concretized identity. Like I'm someone who cannot speak up because when I do, I will be get negative backlash or whatever it may be. Okay. And so identities are much harder to deal with. All right. But to all of it's totally doable. So as this formulates now, the, the ego is devoted to keeping these beliefs, keep proving these beliefs is true because now that's your defined reality. And if anything challenges that belief or says otherwise, that feels unsafe, unsettling. Mm. Okay. The, the ego is devoted to the familiar works great in the wild it works very dysfunctionally in, in this, in a, a human society. Okay. And so it's now devoted to keeping those beliefs and identities alive. It takes a tremendous amount of energy to hold all that up, by the way, like in the picture I showed you, you're devoting so much psychological and energetic attention to holding all of this false stuff up. And once you heal those things and they collapse, 
bit by bit, you get more energy back. You get your power back. You get your vitality back. You get your freedom back, okay? You realize it was just a big misunderstanding, okay? It was all just a misunderstanding that got built up into this big thing. Lots of fear or anger, emotional charge, grief, okay? And these are the things that drive you. These are the things that confuse you. These are the things that bog you down. And I know so many people, they want to be living their purpose, you know, and, and doing just freely. This is what's in your way. Okay. And it's totally resolvable, but you must have the humility to accept that there are things you don't know about yourself. There are things you don't remember in your childhood and your past life childhoods. And there are things that you misunderstood. Okay. You thought they were facts, but you had a very limited understanding. And I'll give you some concrete examples. So I had one client who, um, she has abandonment issues, things like that. There are several different events that go into it, but one of them we found was, you know, like, I don't matter. That's one of her, her patterns we're working on is she was three years old. She didn't remember this consciously. You know, we did some work to get to it that came forward and she had Two, she had her parents live there and an older brother and they're busy one day just doing their thing. They're not paying attention to her at all. Okay. They, they, it's a busy day and there's a lot going on and she's sitting there. No one's paying attention to her. And she took on, she conquered time. First, she had a misunderstanding. Oh, I must not matter because no one's paying attention to me. A child absolutely needs attention. And one of the reason why children have attention problems is because they didn't get the proper bonding and attention at birth. And of course I do matrix birth re-imprinting, which I've talked about before in the beginning of life reset, where we rewire a lot of that stuff. But so, so that little child brain, that's all she could conclude. She has no concept of mom, dad, mom or dad has work to do. Um, they have phone calls to make. There's something important happening in the outer world to the child. The world is the living room. Okay. That's the world. And they're very much in the moment. So they can only make conclusions in the moment. That misunderstanding then anchored into a belief. And of course there were prior events that then it hooked in. So again, all those nodes, all those circuits creating belief constructs, what we call belief constructs. And then, you know, through subsequent experiences as well, get filed in the same file folder with those others. And it builds and builds to an identity to I'm someone who doesn't matter. Okay. Now it's who she is. And so she doesn't understand why she goes in public and people override her. They don't listen to her. Um, you know, she's with a partner who is, seems to be in charge of everything and doesn't listen to her. So, and of course she's, in she's emotionally charged about that. So it's, she's blowing it way bigger out of proportion than it actually is in the current situation. She can't see that because there's so much backlog history that, that what happens is the current event triggers the past. Then it daisy chains, what we call daisy chains. It connects with all the others. It's like, see, remember when, remember when, remember when, remember when, oh my God, they don't love me. They don't care about me. Boom. Now you're having an emotional breakdown or you're having a fight. It's all this other stuff. It's not the current situation. It's never, ever the current situation, folks. Never. What's happening in the world, it's not about what's happening in the world, what you're feeling. It's about what's happened in your history. And so, like I mentioned about feeling violated, feeling powerless, these are core issues, Loren, that 
everybody's got to some degree or another. Definitely. I think we're certainly seeing that we're seeing. And that's why people who are watching or listening to a show like this and doing this work are absolutely able to then turn around like you are and help all the others. That's the importance of this work and why we're all doing it. And that's why I call everyone new earth leaders because doing this work and then helping others to clear it. Um, it's, it's important. It's not so easy, yeah. right? It's pretty simple, but not so easy. All right. Well, there are some questions coming in. I'd like to see if people have questions. I see one here from one of our listeners, Judy, and maybe I'm going to share this with you to see if you've got something to say. Okay. What about someone like myself, says Judy, who heard something frightening at age 13, kept it a secret, formed a truth, a belief, and at age 21, talking about the trauma, saw three balls of light leaving the top of my head, subsequent awful symptoms. Okay. What do you have to say about that? Can you feel into that? Um, so is the the question about was it resolved at 21 and she felt better is that what you're saying judy, judy? i'm gonna unmute you if you don't mind judy i can i just um gave you the option to unmute yourself hi okay hi yeah no it 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 became something that i've tried to deal with my whole life um it started clear you know it's on and off on and off um you know, this is public, so I won't say too much. Maybe you know already, perhaps. And it, it was, it's an extreme, you know, of course, reaction or response to such a, a thing that I was reacting to. And it's still present, but it, it fluctuates. But it was a spiritual, I believe it was spiritually initiated. And I believe I saw I didn't know what it was, but I felt like I was rising out, out of my, I held on to the bed where I was sitting to make sure I was, because I thought I was leaving, you know, going up. Is this at age, I'm laughing about 21? That's age, age 21. Okay. And I, and I think people should know, I think that trauma starts in the spiritual and, and a lot of trauma therapists or psychologists they deal with a very concrete physical, like the brain, of course, and, and the amygdala and all the, the hippocampus and all the parts of the brain that deal with the primitive freeze, flight, fright type of, uh, you know, you, you run or you, you uh, fight or you freeze. I froze. Um, so, but I don't believe it starts in the physical realm. I believe that's at least something happened to me. And I think that's how it could be um, responded to and negotiated in, in terms of resolving such a, uh, a thing. And I'm trying to formulate uh, all sorts of things to deal with this in terms, one of them right now is that I see things as inside myself. And as you're talking, you're talking inside myself. I wanna know if this is correct energetically and then in anybody with a trauma can do this with any type that they like the world is happening inside of you not outside of you and then it's almost like we're reflectors 
And then I look outside myself and things seem to be much more grounded. Anyhow, that's one of my theories for helping treat people, for others who help treat people or whatever, treating myself by experimentation. So what, yeah, what do you have to say about that? Uh, well, sure. Everything is within. As the ET Ascended Masters that, that I'm a part of, they, they have a saying, um, there is no out there out there. It's all yeah. within. And this truly is an illusion projection. Okay. So oh, the, okay. Going within, the going within is where it's at. All right. And, mm -hmm. and uh, Judy, I, anything yeah. that happens after eight years old basically is a repeat of something else that happened before that's not remembered usually. And oh. I can feel it. It goes back to what the, the, the traumatic experience at 13, 14, I think you said, from my perspective goes back to at least three years old there was a there was an event there and mm -hmm. that that was similar and so the later event was more traumatic because it was building mm -hmm. upon the prior event mm -hmm. and this is something we know with ptsd so like soldiers with ptsd now everybody just to me every human has ptsd somewhere on the scale yes <laughs> just right. by yes. being human yeah post-traumatic stress disorder absolutely all right. So but with, yeah. with soldiers. Okay. So mm. the ones that, that, so say like 20, 20 guys and gals experience the same, uh, explosion battle situation. And let's say 10 of them have left over PTSD. The others are able to move forward and, and, mm. and process it through and it not affect them too deeply. These others, they can't, they have nightmares. They, they have vomiting. I mean, this, this sort of thing definitely goes on. Okay. It's mm -hmm. because what happened in that event triggered something in their childhood that was unresolved and is forgotten for the most part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where the healing has to go. And any good therapist who is, goes deeper knows they need to go into the childhood of that soldier, not keep talking about the battle. It's not about the battle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I so understand that. But most was... therapists don't, don't understand and i'm very familiar with the field i won't say more <laughs> they do not get it that there's a like you i just i i came in late but you were saying it's in the field in the geometry of the field you could see the nodes and and it's been a bit of a mystery of me how these the spiritual it was initiated spiritually and it, it, it was, you know, as you, what I just said before, and it is going to be resolved spiritually, I think. But, yeah, I do feel there's at yeah. least one past life that this relates to that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so like yeah. if we were working one-on-one, -on -one, we would go, we would go into that, follow the tracks and yeah, resolve so, it. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, it, you know, like for instance, uh, recently I helped someone with something similar. And when we, where everything was taking, taken away, she's dealing with it in this life where she's afraid yeah. of stepping out because everything's gonna be taken away. We tr she has experienced this in this lifetime many times. We traced it back to a past life where she was a male mm -hmm. in ancient times, that happened, okay? So we went in and worked with that self, that, that person, that man from that lifetime, helped him in mm -hmm. the devastation. Then we mm -hmm. helped him trace it back to his childhood and discovered that actually it happened to one of his parents. So his father, everything taken away. Mm -hmm. And he made a conclusion in childhood. I'm never going to let that happen. I'm going to do mm -hmm. everything I can to make sure that doesn't happen. 
Okay, mm -hmm. but he's carrying in the field fear and anger that that could happen. So it's an ancestral, an ancestral field that, that he was intuiting, I guess. He just observed it as a child. He and he observed. It. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, mm -hmm. but, but yes, yeah, so it goes back even further, of course, in other lifetimes. But basically the gist is we helped him, the adult past life self, see mm -hmm. the connection with the childhood beliefs and misunderstandings he took on as a child, resolve that. And what happened is with my client in the session, the before the before it was all done, the child self of that lifetime grew up very quickly and became the adult self. Now with understanding, the misunderstanding was corrected and he now, it opened up his field to possibilities. And actually that changes your timeline. So it changed his timeline and subsequently, the uh, the other lifetimes between then and my current client's life. And this was recent, so I can't wait to see what happens in her life. But she was feeling so much different afterwards. And this has been a heavy pattern. That's just one example of the child self. It all starts within those first few years of life, including yes. past lives. So, yeah. so do you see the timeline? Can you actually uh, watch it? And how, well, does the, how does the client... Uh, actually make the transfer? Is it through hypnosis or no, quantum hypnosis? hypnosis? No, it's okay. a, no, specific, specific dialogue processes. And depending mm -hmm. on the awareness of the client, it's a, some mm -hmm. people are more feely, some people are very visual, some people mm -hmm. hear, we combine mm -hmm. all of that. Um, I use matrix three imprinting, which is, you know, one of the things in the, the offerings uh, in the evolution booster session. I can, I incorporate whatever techniques are needed within the session. Matrix reimprinting mm -hmm. is not in hypnosis. It's mm -hmm. where you go, you are, your eyes are closed. And I take you mm -hmm. into the field of consciousness where the, pro, the, the issue is. And mm -hmm. then we, that informs us where to go into your history, where it started. Mm -hmm. And we trace it back, back and we go to that time period. And then it opens up, the scene opens up. And then we actually dialogue. So see, there is no time, really. Yeah. There is no space yeah. and time. So all time exists now. So mm -hmm. it still exists right now. And we go to that time period, talk to that self exists. It's not mm -hmm. just, you know, a cartoon. It exists. And and we interact with him or her and and help them shift whatever their pain is, whatever conclusions they made that were inaccurate. And then we're through light work, Sometimes I channel sound, but through a visual process, through taking it into your DNA, I guide you through this process in matrix re-imprinting. We re-imprint we re it. We change the past associations. I don't necessarily change the past, but we change the perception, the interpretation. See, that's where the problem lies, is how we interpret ourselves in those yes. past situations and, and life, God, yeah. everything. God yeah. wasn't there for me, whatever it is, okay? Mm -hmm. We bring in the broader perspective to that self. How many of us say, if I just knew what, what I know now back then, I wouldn't, <laughs> right? Okay. So we do that. We bring that wisdom, that awareness, but you can't do it if you're carrying judgment about your, your past self. So we have to work on the judgment first. Like yes, I shouldn't have made sure. that decision. Yeah. Right. So that's, that's the first part of it. And once you're on your side more, then we can go back and really help those younger selves. Yeah, so once there's the judgment is dealt with, then the resistance is lower for the client. And then the client, you could deal with the client then. Because yes. if there is a high resistance, 
it's hard work. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing there's nothing I can do. The greatest healers in the world can't transform it for you until you're yeah. willing to get on your side and be on yeah. your side and understand that you did the best you could in the situation. And that's where the understanding comes in, you know, at this level is is we're all doing the best we can every single moment, every single snippet of time with what mm -hmm. we have to work with. The problem mm -hmm. is, is that if you don't, you consciously don't understand what you have to work with and what your limitations are, mm -hmm. then you're judging yourself. Yeah. So and you're talking about forgiveness, forgiving yourself and others, especially your very self for coming to such perceptions and cognitions, right? You can call it that. I actually don't do forgiveness work. That's not a, okay. the, the ET Ascended Masters and I, we don't come from a forgiveness perspective because forgiveness okay. implies something wrong was done. Yeah, that you're we, yeah guilty. We come from the yeah. perspective of, of <laughs> acceptance, well, and understanding. Yeah. Once you understand, there's nothing to forgive. It just okay, there's oh, no yeah, no court of law. Yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> and then so you know, and this is no criticism on people who do forgiveness work. That is a pathway. Um, sometimes it's it's done too soon. People attempt it too soon. It's like oh, I forgave my father for that. It's like no, you didn't. You consciously right. did in your mind, but it's still the trauma is still hanging out back here. And forgiveness does not touch that trauma. Mm. That child is still right there. It doesn't just because you in your mind try to go through some sort of forgiveness process that doesn't touch anything in your unconscious. So the trauma exists in a quantum type of way. It, it, it has its own um, vitality. Yes. It's hard to say that word in terms of trauma, but well, it's, it's a, a lie, right? Yeah, it's like yeah. a video that's playing over and over and over. Again. It's literally yeah. active in your field, and people are carrying hundreds or thousands of these, truly. Mm -hmm. So it's the radio station that you tune into then all the time, and, and you have to change the frequency, I suppose, to tune yes. in. And well, then... what, what you're tuning in on is, is what's your focus. So if mm -hmm. your focus is this is bad, yeah. this shouldn't have happened, this is terrible, then that's the radio station you're tuning into and you can only experience manifestations that relate to that belief because that's yeah. what you're telling the universe it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then it's going to continue. And that's why trauma is so hard to, to work with that a lot of clinicians have a lot of trouble to, they don't understand, but I think it's like really in the spiritual world and the frequency is like, well, there's a tunnel or a portal or something. I, yeah, I don't so know myself, but I would call it, you know, you, it could be called psycho spirituality, but the word psycho has a negative term too. It's not like that, a psychological spirituality. Um, yes. And that's not an intellectual process. So that's why I don't use that term because a lot of people think it's an intellectual process you go through of letting go of beliefs. It's an emotional process. You yes. cannot make these shifts without accessing your emotions. And, and so many people are avoiding their emotions. This mm -hmm. stops your progress or slows down your evolution tremendously. Mm -hmm. So if you can mm -hmm. love yourself through your emotions, just let them be what they are. You're not bad for having them. They're there for a reason. They're your clues. Your emotions and your manifestations are your clues in your puzzle mm -hmm. to where you're carrying false beliefs and misunderstandings from the first six years of life. And this life and other lifetimes. And so you, yeah. you, we, we just need help accessing this stuff, like a facilitator and, and, and processes, techniques. Yes, yes. Well, you've really, it's very interesting to me. Thank you. Thank You're you, welcome. Jane. Good luck with your process. <laughs> Thank yes. you.
you know, um, and that's where Somra is bringing therapy into spirituality because it is connected. And this, the therapy that has that component is therapy that is only needed a, a little bit because we're working through those issues rather than going to uh, a shrink and sitting there week after week after week and no progress is being made. So you are really uh, evolving the whole industry with your own experience. We have a few more minutes in our show. Let's get to the to the nuts and bolts. How do we clear these misunderstandings and identities that just continue? Okay. Well, I've got a really neat screen share here that's fun. Let me let me bring it up here. Let's see. Oh, okay. So this I found uh, recently, okay? And this is a fun, fun little drawing that shows kind of the convolutions, okay, that happen in our consciousness. And of course, he's looking befuddled at his face, all right? So it all starts with just one track, one belief, one, one misunderstanding, basically. And if you can get to that place, now technically it's somewhere in the field, but this drawing is really great. See, there's just this one strand. It, and you get to that misunderstanding, you release that misunderstanding, this whole pattern collapses or dissolves, okay? And so you can do it with sound, you can do it with EFT, you can do it a number of different ways and just talk about what you're aware of looking for clues, memory flashes. So if I'm leading an EFT session, emotional freedom techniques, we're looking for memory flashes, body sensations, emotions. Now you carry what we call body memory. So like you're getting tension in your solar plexus. It's like, okay, let's tap and talk about that tension. Does it have uh, color? Does it have textured? Is it sharp? Is it tight? You know, we'll talk about it while we're tapping. You can use the body as a way in. And that's going to reveal, you know, like, does it have an emotion? Yes, it's crying. Okay, let's go into that while we're tapping. What's it crying about? And I'm helping hold that space for you to make the connections. It's not my job to go into your consciousness and make those connections. I can to a certain degree. My team and your healers can do that to a certain degree. But this is your puzzle. So you have to be the one to solve it. It would be it would be disrespectful for us to attempt to go in and fix it because we're any attempt to fix something is judgment. Your your soul is doing a masterful puzzle that it is thrilled about. Okay? The more you can tap into your soul presence, by the way, and live from that place, the more exciting this gets, okay? If you're staying in the human level, the crappier it is, because it is hard, okay? And we get what I call just drowned in the in the minutia and the mire of it all, all right? So you will follow that pattern, or maybe you do feel the emotion. You feel like I'm feeling intensity right now, okay? We would talk about that while we're tapping. Now, it, we don't have time to go into how EFT works, but basically how I perceive it in the consciousness and the body is the points correct connect to the meridians in the body. Meridians are light pathways in oriental medicine. They're not the only light pathways. That's just one system. The points that we tap on are the end points of those meridians. So they're not full circuits. And as they, as they travel through the body and they have an end point, 
they're closer to the surface of the body. So tapping or massaging those points while talking about your emotions or the issue, what you're feeling. And the goal is to conjure up the emotions. See, we want the emotions to come up. It's not about avoiding. We want them to come up so they can come out of you. So you can be free forever. And by the way, when you're doing that with a technique like EFT, you are free forever. It's literally gone. Now, I don't mean the whole pattern necessarily in a few rounds of EFT, although that has happened for some people, but that layer is gone. There may be other layers we get into and we do the same process that peels away the layers, layers, layers. Even in one hour, you could be very, very transformed depending on how willing you are to access those emotions, okay? So tapping on those points actually does what I call a suction. It's like a suction uh, cup that pulls it literally out of your field and out of your body while tapping. That's, that's kind of the, the spiritual perception of, this, of what's happening. Other techniques like EMDR, which is eye movements, uh, uh, eye movement desensitization, desensitization and reprocessing. Very, very powerful, very quickly processes, trauma, difficulties. I highly, highly recommend uh, seeing an EMDR therapist if you can, a good one, who's spiritual. Um, what it does is it takes something from in the brain from a brain perspective, but it's doing it in the consciousness, right? That's filed as this is a threat. This is a danger. This is a safe this is unsafe. The world is unsafe, whatever the beliefs are in the memory. And through the eye movement process, refiles it into a neutral space. So we talk about wanting to have neutrality. Folks, you need, your nervous system needs help to make that transition. It's not a mental process that I should just be neutral about this. You can't. Your nervous system will not allow it. Your consciousness, what's in your field, will not allow it. It's more complicated than that but the processes to get you through it are actually not that complicated. But you have to accept, even if you've carried something for 40 or 50 years, it can literally shift in minutes, folks, if you're just willing to feel, if you're just willing to go there and face these things with a loving, supportive, very, very perceptive, intuitive practitioner, help you move through it. So refiling it to a neutral place, no longer a threat. You can see what's happening and not react anymore and you're at peace. It's awesome stuff, folks. It's out there. It's available. Okay. Blind spots are when we have these beliefs and we can't, this is one layer of blind spots. We don't see the help we need because we're convinced that it doesn't exist. That's one example. We're convinced it's a bad situation that creates a blind spot. So you can't see any benefit from it. You're insistent that it's bad. That creates a blind spot in your field. You can't, you can't see the benefit then, and you can't glean the benefits as long as you're saying this is bad or shouldn't have happened, or I shouldn't have done that or whatever. Okay. This is one of many blind spots and we could do a whole other interview. I could go into a whole lot more blind spots. That's one example. Yeah. Please go into more blind spot examples because, you know, um, we've done this. It was like, um, these things come up and we learn something about ourselves, and we're like, no, no, I'm good with that. But then when someone else nails it and we stop to think about it, it's like, wow, you're right. So blind spots, how would we, how would we recognize blind spots? Well, that's the tricky part because you, the, by definition, you don't recognize it. Right. Um, so when you see in hindsight, okay. Why didn't I see that coming? Okay. It's 2020. 
right, okay, that's your clue, okay? Then start exploring that, start journaling about that, work with a practitioner about that. Go into that thing that you couldn't see. Like what, one thing I've helped lots of people with, they, they, they get fooled by lies, you know? There are a lot of manipulators and, and people who lie in this world. They're dysfunctional because of their issues. They're not bad, although of course there are people who can uh, inflict what we would consider the most vicious evil in this holographic, you know, projection that we're experiencing, okay? I'm not justifying any of that, all right? There's a reason behind everything. There's a reason why people are dysfunctional. There's a reason why they do the things they do. So you are, your, your job is to work on your own reaction to it. And then that thing doesn't affect you. You can't be fooled anymore. Okay. So we would, we might look into, okay, what are right, For instance, one client I've worked with, she's got a blind spot to people lying to her. And she, she's like, I believe them every time, you know, like, like guys who, who promise these things, you know, relationship wise. And then she, you know, she falls into this trap and she's, she's blindsided again, blindsided blind spots. Right. And of course she's emotionally devastated. Well, there's the emotional, we need to go into the emotional trauma because that's perpetuating it. Okay. But the, but one layer of the blind spot that I nailed it was it's like, what a child will do, one of the things a child mind will do to try to cope with what's happening in their situation that's so unpleasant is they will create a fantasy around it to make it okay. So for instance, I, I got to use this example because it's, this happens so often and it's in my own history. Um, if you're being sexually abused, say by someone, let's say, um, you're female and the, and the abuser is male. It can, there are plenty of sexually abusing females. It's, it's not just a male thing, folks. I work a lot in this field, but if say that's a relative, okay. And it's repeatedly happening. The child mind might develop, uh, a fantasy that you're in relationship and that person really loves you. Okay. And so then what happens is that creates a blind spot and you will attract relationships in your adulthood that then is playing out something similar, but you can't see it because you're, you're tapping into that fantasy that feels good. That was a painkiller at the time in childhood to try to get through it. It, it lessened the, the pain and the awfulness of the situation. And so this particular client experienced something similar. And so she wants to believe the fantasy, you know, oh, he really loves me. Oh, he really does care. Oh, this or that. And then she finds out, you know, infidelity or lying or whatever over and over relationship after relationship. Okay. It's a pattern. So that's a blind spot for her. She's still, she's devoting energy in her field to keeping up the fantasy of the original situation that she's completely forgotten about. So it takes help. It takes really good skilled professional help to get to the forgotten memory, to get to the bottom of what's causing the current pattern. You, you free yourself up from that trauma. You face it. You feel what you need to, you process it out. You glean the awareness and the wisdom and the power back. See, one of the big things that children believe is that it's, it's my fault, whatever it is. Um, or I'm wrong. Um, I must not be lovable because, you know, mom yelled at me right now. I must not be lovable. 
and the, the you don't remember this is this is a very real fault that gets frozen in time and then of course if it repeats like i said it gets bigger and bigger and bigger the and maybe your mom doesn't love you that may be an actual abs absolute fact she may be you know totally dysfunctional have all kinds of problems and does not feel love for you you may be accurate that's not the misunderstanding the misunderstanding is that it had anything to do with you it's mom's issue mom doesn't know you she can't see you if she's not loving you it's her blind spot it's her dysfunction your misunderstanding is that it had anything to do with you and your character your being it did not you were fine you were lovable that misunderstanding get to that and just own with humility oh I misunderstood then the beliefs and the identity starts to fall apart and I see people in spiritual circles trying so hard to work on beliefs and don't even know about identities necessarily just get to the miss just accept that you misunderstood I, I misinterpreted my my reality I misinterpreted myself that's the most important one I mean we do misinterpret and misunderstand others God life etc God being the universe, but yourself is the main one because yourself is what's magnetizing to you, your reality. Okay. And again, what you manifest are your clues as to what you're believing. Okay. Just accept I misunderstood. Now you've got to access it. You can't just sit here and say it. Oh, I just misunderstood my childhood or I misunderstood. You got to feel, you got to connect on an emotional level, ideally a body level. We usually have it somewhere in one of our chakras. Okay or our shoulders, chest, something like that. And just whatever you remember about it, whatever mental access you have to the situation. And breathe through the process, move into acceptance of, I was in a child mind. I was very limited in what I could understand. I didn't understand dysfunction. I didn't understand mental health issues. I didn't understand what work was and what tired was that caused mom or dad to behave this way or whoever. I didn't understand that my other older brother was being abused and that's why he abused me. Oh, I just misunderstood the whole thing. Have that humility, breathe through that. And, and it begins to just dissipate. The whole thing does. And you realize, oh my God, so much of my life I've misunderstood. I've misunderstood people's treatment of me. And you will find it will snowball. Okay, you make more connections. And the more you get into this, the faster it happens, the easier it happens. Now you're in partnership with the universe. Your soul loves you in endlessly. The universe loves you endlessly and is, is excited when you start to catch on to this. That you are living based on a series of a whole bunch of misunderstandings. The whole world is. <laughs> the whole world is. And, and accepting that, then it begins to fade. Now, you will need help with very specific things like, you know, intense traumas and stuff like that. But start. Yes. Those of you listening, just start wherever you're at. Yeah. And it's like, wow, what have I misunderstood? Oh my gosh. And movies and TV shows are great with that a lot of times when they have a misunderstanding and then it gets rectified in the end, you know? Um, uh, there's all kinds of movies like that. Use, you can use movies to help you make connections as well. What have I misunderstood like she did that caused her to make those choices and have that experience? Okay. A lot of times people watch movies for entertainment or they're like, well, that was them, but they don't make the connections of the metaphors in themselves. Particularly if you're feeling emotion, 
from the movie, that's touching something inside of you that needs healing. Ah, yes. Thank you, Somra, for the clarification on all of that. We are really seeing the importance of this inner work and the simplicity of it. Again, it's just getting to the core. We are going to, I, we're going to, we're going to go a little bit longer so that we can take two questions. There's two questions in the Q and A, but I okay. want you to share how people can work with you. There's okay. some sessions. Yes. And, and I do want to do some sound facilitation before we end. Yes. Okay. Okay. So, um, in the special offers, uh, I have a couple of different, uh, sound packages. And one of them is called the Gateways Package. So these are from live events that I have done. I've done a ton of them throughout my work over the years where I use drumming and I use channeled sound. It's not just making tones. I'm literally channeling a massive collective of beings that uh, uh, identify as the, the Trigalian Sound Masters. There are over 100 uh, different sound masters who are, are very gifted in using sound to help us reroute around all of these things and collapse patterns, okay? Um, and, but sometimes we have special guests. So you'll see in the package listings that, that, that often I'll have spe what I call special guests, different beings come in who aren't necessarily a part of the collective I work with. The gateways package is I, I chose specifically one was the 12, 12, 12 event that I did and, and a lot of before a live audience. That one was really amazing. And at first I thought it was ruined because there was a train that was making a sound in the background nearby, but it turned out that it contributed to the sound uh, and to the transformational power as it reverberated with my toning and the other instruments I use, like the crystal bowls and stuff like that. And that's the only one I recommend listening with headphones uh, because you don't have to, there's two ways you can do it. Um, it's about the feeling and how the sound impacts your field. It's not about listening so much, but that particular one, if you listen with good headphones, like noise canceling ones that have, uh, get the deeper tones, you'll hear and feel that reverberation. It literally reverberates through your brain and helps shake up a lot of these patterns. It's really cool. Um, so that was a big gateway, 12, 12, 12. And the other one I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, it was, um, Oh yeah, so I call that one, Remember Who You Are. So I channeled some uh, ancient Mayan masters and they were speaking very much about remember who you are, remember who you are. That's an endless, a timeless teaching. And um, so that's really cool. It's like language of light. The other I call reveal, reclaim and reunify. So that was during a lunar eclipse, another gateway. Eclipses are gateways, right? And so that also helps shift, uh, shift patterns. Oh yeah. A special guest on that one was a Tibetan master, two Tibetan masters, one male and one female. And so you hear a lot of overtones. I use a Tibetan bell in that one. That one was really cool. And, um, so again, helps you, helps you to reveal, helps you to see these blind spots. Okay. All, all the work I do does that, but this one was especially focused on that. Reclaim your power from it and reunify that's reunifying it back into you need that energy back those pieces back that you're devoting to holding up all of this network of false beliefs and identities and misunderstandings so um that's great to use during any of these gateways you know we're experiencing gateways all the time as earth keeps ascending so it's great anytime but i, I like to call it gateway package for that purpose the other uh sound package is uh that i've offered before is um one was it was done on an 11 11 and 
I'm trying to think because we have that we have that up, don't we? Uh, special offers. Yeah, it so it be yes. I yeah, see so that. expansion into self love. Yeah, so that was the theme of that one. Almost all my sound events had a theme, and so eleven eleven is definitely a gateway. Um, the other is, oh yeah, so we had some Native Americans from the Pleiades. Uh, the ancestors of Native Americans are actually in the Pleiades. And um, so they came through. That was really cool. Uh, receive your angels gifts. So that's the angels. That was all angels that night. That was just beautiful. Um, angels uh, working to help you receive their gifts because we're being gifted all the time. We're being showered by the universe with love and support all the time. It's just these blind spots and blocks in our field that are holding it off. That includes your abundance, folks. Um, so anyway, that one's that one with the angels. And also the third sound uh, channeled sound meditation is renewal. So that's uh, that's where I had the peep frogs in the background. Just love that one where I was meditating with peep frog, little peep frogs and I recorded it, incorporated it into the sound event because I had this massive heart opening experience. So it helps with renewal, particularly after you've been through a difficult process and you're wanting rejuvenation, that sort of thing. And then also I offer an evolution booster. So that's just a general session with me, just a nice introductory session, anything you're working with where I use all my, you know, any of my techniques and processes that, that uh, work best for you. And we will figure that out too in the process. You know, I do coaching consultation, not psychic consultation. It's more intuitive and, and I bring in more soul level stuff and feeling, helping you make connections in that process. Um, that, not that, you know, some psychic information won't come forward. It's just not the focus of it. So please don't sign up for that and expect to get a psychic reading. That's not what it is. It's a facilitation process where I'm helping you make the connections, connect the dots, collapse your own patterns. We're working together as a team. I'm a team member, you know, it's not about going to see healers to fix you. Again, there's no problem. This is your puzzle. You're the one to solve the puzzle from within. Healers are helpers. Healers and teachers are helpers and participants in your journey for that. So also matrix reimprinting, like I talked about, really cool technique that combines inner child work, timeline therapy, that sort of thing, going back in the past, finding those key points, shifting your perspective, releasing the misunderstanding. That's one way to go in is shift, recognize and release the misunderstanding, give you resources, that younger self that she didn't have or he didn't have at the time, to see and feel it and go through the experience from an empowered place rather than from a wounded victim space. That totally shifts your quantum field, shifts your timeline and who you experience yourself as now. Uh, EFT also, that's my go-to, that's my great starter process that informs us where we need to go, whether we wanna stay with EFT or other techniques in the process to help you unravel whatever your goals, you know, whatever's blocking your goals, whatever your issues are, health issues, and anything pretty much can, you know, I can help you with. And, uh, and other techniques, you know, I'm trained in something called intrinsic coaching, which again is helping you make the connections within, knowing that you have, your wisdom is intrinsic to you. It is within you, your answers are within. My job is to help you make those connections, okay? And of course, clear what's in the way. And energetics as well, channeled sound, you know, I do in sessions, uh, whatever's, call, whatever's called for, whatever works for you. That's most important. I'm not attached to a technique. I'm interested in what works for you. And then the beginning of life reset offer is where is, is specifically using EFT and matrix re-imprinting, 
where we literally go back to your conception, the conception of your baby body and your baby consciousness. And we clear any of the patterns that were brought in from the egg and sperm, uh, from mother and father. And so those are belief patterns, whatever we can, whatever comes forward to clear those and make that joining a beautiful, sacred experience, a fun experience, because often there's trauma brought into it um, that uh, goes over overlooked. We clear as much as we can from that. And then we help the baby through the gestation clear any sort of traumas or feelings as through each month to month. And that also includes the soul merging. The soul merging usually happens around the fourth month in the womb, not always, but usually. And so that's often a shock to the baby body and consciousness, depending on what the baby has already experienced from inside the mother and the environment. So arguments, tension, uh, stress about money, all of those things affected the baby body development and your brain neurons, remember, which also affects your consciousness. So a lot of people come out uh, after birth with a whole lot of stuff already just from gestation. We're not even talking past lives. We know that there's past life stuff, but just from that whole gestation period. So we're working on looking for those key points, clearing, 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 resolving, bringing awareness, bringing higher awareness to the baby consciousness that, you know, and clearing the misunderstandings and we're also bringing resources and making an enjoyable experience being in the womb rather than uncomfortable, which for most it was. Um, and so we facilitate the soul merging that usually happens in a second or third session and ultimately re-imprinting, redoing your birth as well, which can be totally changed. And, and you actually, we put you in the baby body and you actually experience the birth. That's a whole other thing. That's awesome. That's usually happens in the third or fourth session. If you want to continue working with me. So the beginning of life reset that's in the special offerings will be a, a first session. We get as far as we can. We clear as much as we can. We bring in as much awareness and wisdom and soul light and love in and, um, and re-imprint your field and your consciousness. We'll send it back through your past lives as well as forward in time. It's really awesome work. And so that again, collapses a lot of these patterns before they even start, because remember all time is now. And so it automatically affects you now. And sometimes people don't feel as much in the first session, but as it progresses, woof, it just, it just builds and builds. And you're basically rebuilding the foundation of your life the way you want it. And the way your baby self feels comfortable and your child self feels comfortable. You see things from a place of empowerment, like I said, rather than victimhood and all this stuff just happening to you. That feels empowering, actually, just hearing that. Thank you. Those sessions and all of the elements in that special offer are here on this webpage. Click the link for the special offer. It's also in the chat on our Zoom room. Awareness, awareness, awareness. Connect the dots and collapse the pattern. Really profound inner work. And that's why Samra is such a beautiful guide for this. Not only did she do this in her own life, but she's studied so many modalities and she's become aware of her ET walk-in experiences five times now. This is what happens when we clear out the muck and bring in more of our light. We know more about ourselves. So, well, this is why I didn't make a promise 
of two more questions. But what I'd like to do, since our time is is coming to an end in our show today, let's have you leave us with a beautiful sound experience. What would you like to do for that? Okay. So I've talked about a number of different things to, today. And those of you listening, you it may, may have started making some connections. I hope you did in your own history, some things that you might have misunderstood, uh, beliefs that you've had and starting to see the, all the, 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 the daisy chain of connections or just have a sense of it or maybe a feeling. And even if you, something like triggered you and you're feeling disturbed by something that I shared, that's energetic, that's information too, that's a clue. We're bringing stuff to the surface. That's a misunderstanding because anytime we're experiencing anything negative, anytime we're feeling anything negative, we're believing something false. We're believing a false belief somewhere in our history. You don't necessarily have to know what it is. Just, just own it. Just admit, okay, I'm believing something that must not be true. I don't know where it is. That helps bring it to the surface so that we can clear it. And then the awareness can come afterwards, or you just start to notice, hey, I'm not reacting to this or that the same way I did. So just notice any of those things that have come forward and uh, it, you don't have to necessarily define them. And so let's, let's gather them all up. So I'm going to energetically, I'm working with everybody listening, including who are listening to the replay. <sighs> Lots of intensity coming up. <clears throat> this is good. And then as I start to hear the, the sounds to come through, I'm going to do, go through a series of sounds channeled sounds and I've got the masters behind me. We're, we're coming together on this. And if it's too loud for your speakers or whatever, just turn your speakers down um, a little bit. It's just, you just need the energy to come forward. They're the, the frequencies to come forward and hit your field. So everybody take a few deep breaths and let them go and just kind of relax into your seat. Feel a sense of willingness within yourself to just be willing to admit that you may you misunderstood some things and it's okay. It's all okay. It's a part of the puzzle that you, the soul, is solving. And that just brings it all forward. Helps open your field as you continue to breathe and relax. The more open your field is, the more receptive you are to change, to the transformation that you're looking for, that you're wanting. Good, okay, I'm hearing to say, call in your guides and angels too. They're with you, but this is helping you make a connection that yes, you always have higher help, even if you don't see it or, or hear it. Okay, the sounds are starting to come through. And just receive the sounds. Let them move through your field and let them help dismantle all of these old patterns that you don't need anymore.
Thank you. And with that, we are complete. We are free. We are vibrant. We are radiant. That was amazing, Somra. The feeling of that and the emotion that that brought up is exquisite. Thank you. You're welcome. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're welcome. And remember, folks, let me take a sip of water. <clears throat> mm. All of these misunderstandings, all of these beliefs, all of these false identities, they're not you. You're not any of these things. Okay. It's all just been one big misunderstanding. You are a divine, infinite being here on a journey through an illusory, polaric reality that's not really reality, it's a context. You have everything you need to solve your puzzle. You're not a problem, you're a puzzle. And the puzzle gets more and more fun the more you accept yourself and your journey and your process in it. All your feelings, all your misguided beliefs, love you, love them, love them back into your wholeness. Reclaim who you are, the divine, infinite being, masterful being that you are. And we're glad you're here because every single one of you are a puzzle piece to the greater puzzle that's being solved. 
and what a beautiful puzzle it is. You are not a problem, you are a puzzle. Beautiful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you everyone for sharing your light, for doing this inner work, for going on this journey. If Somra can assist you as a great facilitator that she is, you know how to register with her. All right, well, this has been beautiful. We are elated. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Somra. Thank you, it's been an honor to, to assist you all today. Much joy, many blessings, much love. Thank you, everyone. Beautiful. Namaste. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.